Hello and welcome to Who Are You? It's a Babylon 5 watch cast by a couple of internet strangers who are getting to know each other over the show Babylon 5. Except that we're not doing that today. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm Laura. And I'm Jafar. And today we're going to talk about the classic 80s movie, Chud. The, this classic is a <laughs> bit of a stretch. <laughs> That's why I used it. Oh, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure everyone at home listening in knew that this movie is... If if you decide to watch this movie, uh, I feel for you. <laughs> yeah, if you heard the word classic and you had a sudden panic attack because you're like, I don't know this movie, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Your life is not any richer with it. <laughs> I I laughed, so... I did Google because I've heard the word chud before. It's not a particularly um, flattering word, right? And I wondered, I was like, did the word chud come about from this movie? Or is it, was it before this movie and this movie is playing on that word? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm, uh, and sometimes these language things are very hard to untangle. So I didn't expect the entomology or is that insects? No, no, that feels right. I don't know. Okay, (laughs) It's close enough for me. All right. So I wanted to untangle that if it was possible on the internet. How'd that go? Well, Urban Dictionary has a couple of different definitions of the word chud. So does the movie. Yeah, that's true. Spoilers for later (laughs) in the episode. So the first thing I found, everything I found seems to indicate that the movie came first and then the insult comes after the movie. That's that is so appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what I get. And I could could still be wrong. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong there. But the things that I found on Urban Dictionary seem to indicate that. And there are a couple different definitions on Urban Dictionary. But one of them said that CHUD is the acronym for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers that mm-hmm. we hear in the movie. And then that it the insult arrived in the popular vernacular when Kevin Smith used it in Clerks. He refers to someone as okay. a chud. So I was like, okay, maybe Kevin Smith saw this movie and thought that's a great insult. And then he mm-hmm. it worked its way into popular culture. But I think it's funny that one of the Urban Dictionary definitions says that this is originally from the old 1984 awesome horror flick and is the acronym for cannibalistic Humanoid, humanoid underground dwellers. dwellers. Right. I think it's interesting that we stuck the word awesome in that definition. <laughs> <laughs> it feels a little unnecessary. And it says this term is regarded as the worst possible insult you can dish out on the social media circles today. So I'm wondering when that was written because I don't particularly feel like Chud <laughs> is the worst thing I could see. I feel social. like I would agree. And I, I would actually think that when this was the worst thing you could say on social media, Social media didn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was fun. I learned a little bit about words. Yeah. So this movie gets a real John Carpenter still in film school open. Yeah. Um, with a <laughs> theme song that is like four notes and just played on loop continuously mm-hmm. and a really long, slow pan. And they do make the note in the opening credits that the music was composed and performed by the same man 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess props to you, Guy, for yeah all that hard work. <laughs> Which is actually another John Carpenter thing. Not that this was John Carpenter, but um, right. his parents were both musicians and he wrote and performs almost all of the music in almost all of his films. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Most of the time under pseudonyms. Oh, so it could be John Carpenter. You wouldn't know. It might be John Carpenter under pseudonym. <laughs> I'd like to think he wouldn't have done this. He should have been making They Live and forcing Roddy Roddy Piper to fight uh, a trash can <laughs> instead of doing this. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, it's a real grimy open. Yeah, I will say it it starts with a woman walking her dog in the middle of the street. Uh Uh-huh. Smart, in New York. In New York. And it's just like, there are sidewalks. You deserve what's about to happen. Mm. Was 100% my, my thought. It's just like, come on get over and sure enough what we know is going to happen happens the uh, woman gets grabbed by something from the sewer i think we only see like a little bit of a claw at this point right we get a henry rollins cameo right off the top there i did not catch that it's not actually henry rollins but given (laughs) the star power in this movie it looked a lot like homeless henry rollins though (laughs) and i i just assume homeless henry rollins was just henry rollins in the 80s in new york so yeah Sure. Yeah, as one does. <laughs> and we go into George and Lauren's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Where we get a, I actually wrote voicemail, I mean answering machine in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those? I remember those. I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a cute little message about it not being a cute little message. Mm-hmm. This guy is just a fucking edgelord. <laughs> it's just so much. <laughs> but the thing that gets me so this voicemail is getting left by a Derek right about a job mm-hmm. and Derek leaves enough time in between the words for George to respond despite it being a voicemail message uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that bothered me it's not how conversation works yeah um, he was yeah. talking about pick up the phone man pick up the phone you know, I know you're you used there. to be able to do that, you know, yeah. you could pick it up Play in the, the middle house. of the answering yeah. machine. But yeah, I think it's funny. All right. So uh, after the voicemail, we get a little bit with George and Lauren, where uh, Lauren is George's wife and she is going to do a uh, a photo shoot to sell perfume. Mm-hmm. A naked photo shoot to sell perfume. Uh, yes. <laughs> and she is applying her own butt makeup. And this is a plot point for some reason. Um, and it's <laughs> what kind of modeling agency doesn't send like you can't afford a butt makeup person. There's got to be somebody to powder that. Right. You'd think. <laughs> and also like she like does this butt makeup and then immediately puts tight jeans on. Yeah. That's going to rub right off. Exactly. It's not going to be there when you need it to be. <laughs> um, but the most astounding thing about this whole scene is a belt over the sweater. The eighties were just a wild, time. wild, wild time fashion wise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some choices in this movie for sure. And Lauren makes the choice to go downstairs to find something. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see her scraping at Chekhov's sewer grate. <laughs> and I'm sure there's no way that the sewer grate in the middle of their apartment basement is going to come up again, right? No. no. No, there's just no way. 
especially with the the weird sounds that were coming from it. Nah. Mm-hmm. And then we find out a hobo has been murdered. Uh-huh. And we go to the police, who will surely be effective in this one horror movie. Just yeah. this one. Surely. So mm-hmm. I think at this part point of the movie, Michael O'Hare must show up, but I didn't clock him at this point because they listed cast in order of appearance and he was very close to the top. He must be in this scene then. And yeah, I didn't must, catch him either. I didn't clock him until later. I, no, I didn't clock him until much, until the bar scene. Yeah. I, I got him I right before him. the bar scene, actually. He's okay. in the, he's in the, um, what is that? Like a, a harbor or a bay or dock. Yeah, he, he would have been. That makes sense. He was there for sure. Okay. And he might have spoken. I'm not entirely certain on that. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I did not catch him into the bar. Yeah. But... I think my note actually says, I'm sure he's in this movie earlier and Laura noticed. <laughs> um. <laughs> I didn't, but I, it, he has to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we meet uh, Captain Bosch. I'm Captain Bosch von Rotzenberg of Dalmaska. Who is mm-hmm. clearly Simon Pegg's uncle from Hot Fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it says that, you know, that we're supposed to be getting at this point that Bosch has a personal interest in these missing persons cases that are mm-hmm. coming up. But I didn't really feel it from him here. And I certainly did not get that his wife was missing until they explicitly until they say said it. it. Yeah. Yes. And he, until he said, my wife took the dog out for a walk later you know, maybe a couple scenes down. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, that was not, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was not linked up very well at all. (laughs) Yeah. But he's, he's on this case and he's going to take this case despite his chief telling him not to, his chief being of course, chief O'Brien. I know. I laughed so hard. (laughs) I laughed so hard at this and Captain Bosch. Captain Bosch is a character from Final Fantasy XII. Oh, I don't know if you've played that game. I have not. Um, There is an entire like half hour segment where you're trying to get Captain Bosch to kind of like come out of hiding. And how you do this is by starting rumors that people have seen him. And so you run around town screaming, I'm Captain Bosch for like 30 (laughs) minutes of gameplay. All right, Vaughn, get to it. And the voice acting is real rough. It's super, it's like a PS2 game. It was not good voice acting for all of this stuff. And it's super grating. And I know that every time we say Captain Bosch, I'm going to have a different... I'm the Bosch von Rotzenberg. Like all over this fucking episode. That's so great. when you hear all of those, listener, and you yeah. don't know where it's from. It's Final Fantasy. And then Chief O'Brien. We're just going to steal the greatest gen drop, right? This, this is fucking spectacular. Oh man, that would be pretty great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, we, I, just, I, I don't know. Like maybe we, we can to. come up with something at least once. Yes. Maybe yeah. we can come up with other great things that he says. <laughs> and the chief gives uh, Kevin Bosch's marching orders. Meanwhile, George has a full on psychotic break because he has to do something he doesn't like for work. Yeah. Fucking poor boomers. baby. <laughs> 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 yeah i and the way he like got mad that his attractive girlfriend was wife yeah taking yeah those perfume pictures with her butt yeah. makeup taking taking the naked pictures for money he was just like and not not even like 
I don't know. They didn't appear to be particularly scandalous. Wasn't Playboy. Right? Not that there's anything wrong with Playboy. But yeah, like, I don't know. They could have been <laughs> a lot more explicit and fit in this movie, given what I was expecting from this genre of this time period. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, like, I thought I would describe those photos having never seen them as tasteful. Yeah, right. We cut back to the police station and find out that the woman who was arrested earlier that we didn't bother making mention of because it was such a bit part uh, made her one call to the photographer. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many wild connections in this movie that it's like yeah uh, everything is like this is because we need to make the plot go (laughs) for sure um so we find out from that that the photographer did a famous piece on these homeless people living underground mm -hmm. and i guess from that she feels so connected and like she can trust the photographer that she calls him for her one phone call (laughs) yeah well i mean if you only know one phone number i guess Mm -hmm. i don't even know one phone number anymore to be honest (laughs) i remember my college roommate's old cell phone number i don't know who has that number now but that's that's the one i've got memorized (laughs) (laughs) captain bosch i'm captain bosch von rotzenberg of dalmasca it's a missing person's tip and so he goes and visits one of the wet bandits at a homeless shelter (laughs) <laughs> i wondered what we were going to call this guy <laughs> yeah yeah i was not expecting to see this actor in anything besides home alone and home alone 2 for yeah that was yeah that this, was a shock. this is pre-home alone right i don't yeah, know what year for that... sure yeah 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 um, but he's getting typecast as a vaguely mm-hmm. grimy person <laughs> he is for sure there was some, some i was shocked when John Goodman shows up, by the way. <gasps> Me too. Completely. It's just like, I had to pause it and like open IMDb and just, anyways, that's way really later. him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get a tour of this homeless shelter and uh, we get a little bit of a plot dump about the undergrounders, which are a type of homeless person who lives in the sewers and subways of New York, mm-hmm. um, which is what the photographer did his piece on. And that all of them just about have been missing for two weeks, except for Val. And Val has seen some shit. Oh, yeah. What we don't get from this guy is I'm assuming he is a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Given the age and the attitude and everything, it had very Rambo vibes. The first Rambo, the one that actually makes sense. Mm hmm. And he spouts the usual horror movie nonsense. I just, none of it makes any sense. He just goes on rambles. Um, if this wasn't a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, I might have made extensive notes about this for foreshadowing. <laughs> but who the fuck are we kidding? Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. Yeah. This movie is enjoyable in the MST3K's kind of sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the lines in here, I know you work, you go by alive, but you are dead. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's so bad. Uh, Val pulls a knife on Captain Bosch. I'm the Bosch von Rotzenberg. Yeah, that's actually the end of my notes for that scene is he just pulls a knife. Yeah, I think Shepard, I think, is the the name of the character Mm -hmm. of, you know. Home Alone Bandit. He starts going in in conspiracy. Conspiracy theory mode. Conspiracy vibes. Yeah. QAnon mode Mm -hmm. on this. But 
it's it mostly ends with the almost attempted stabbing. After this, we cut to George at the police station, mm-hmm. where his casual bullshit masculinity is countered by the beat cop's incredibly bullshit toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> he checks the lady out. Yeah. Post, post her bail or whatever he's got to do to get her. She tells him she's afraid. She's afraid and something's going on and that's why she went for the gun and they mm-hmm. leave and someone tells George who still hasn't uh, called his wife to tell him where he went. Just, I want to point out he left in the middle of that job. He left in the middle of a photo shoot without talking to her to go. She just left, go bail someone out. And man, I know this is before cell phones. And he's the photographer. That's, that is a very essential part of a photo shoot is the she, photographer. Right. <laughs> there's no way there's no consequences for this action. And yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyways, we get taken through the subways through the eyes of George here. They climb around up and down some subways and tunnels and sewers. We find her brother has been the victim of something that is attacking everyone underground. And we get Mm -hmm. some classic 80s gore makeup. Yeah, that's infected. Oh! Ew! What the fuck? Yeah, that is not. That is not (laughs) good. You need a hospital, sir. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they're deep underground and they don't trust people. So mm-hmm. we're not going there. Well, we cut back to Bosch. I'm Captain Bosch. And we get the bit about his wife being missing. Finally. Right. <laughs> we get some exposition about the EPA probing the sewers for over a month. Mm-hmm. And that evil EPA is lying about something. This movie has some big 80s fears in it. It does. We've, we've got... New York decaying. We've mm-hmm. got poor people everywhere. They're mm-hmm. underneath us. They're all around us. We've got big nuclear fears, big mm-hmm. fears of nuclear power. We've got the fears of the government and EPA. It's just like. Yeah, I got to get rid of that big government. That EPA is overstepping. They can't protect the environment. That agency can't have them doing that. They're clearly, clearly evil yeah <sighs> this movie has some baggage it needs to unpack really. it does <laughs> um who also has some baggage they need to unpack are george and lauren yeah <laughs> he goes back to their apartment and she's like we need to talk i'm leaving you for being a piece of shit and canceling on this photo shoot and never telling me it was oh no actually i'm pregnant yeah surprise uh the conversation that i was hoping happened here did not no they just decided to take that ball and go in a totally different direction yep and he goes you're going to have a baby you're mm-hmm. this is the kind of piece of shit who brags about having never changed a diaper in his life yeah <laughs> this is the kind of piece of shit who says he's babysitting when he's watching his own kids yeah <laughs> this guy i Sometimes I have feelings about it when when men introduce the things and they say we're having a baby and it's like uh, I'm pretty sure one person is doing most of the work on that. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you do obviously contribute to that, males. Yeah. Um, like so. Like I mean, I don't know. I've got a very male view about this whole experience, and <laughs> I would definitely look to you uh, for your views and expertise I, and- on it. There, there is, I think, I don't think there's a consensus on it 
from us ladies either. Like I think yeah. some ladies say we are having a baby, but I know when when I was pregnant, with, I was like, I am having a baby because I'm the one who's going to be pushing this out of here. Like, yeah, that was my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, you know. Um, but I feel like him saying it off the bat, though. Yeah, no, I feel like he definitely was trying to like displace some yeah. responsibility yeah. on this. You're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even even you're having our baby would have been uh -huh, way more yeah. cool. But yeah. not what we get. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, I have a lot of questions about this movie, Javier. Yeah. And most of them questions. most of them start with why. <laughs> like <laughs> it feels like this pregnancy is just introduced to up the stakes for later and make for it sure. more worrisome. Yeah, that's 100 percent It's to increase the stakes because we can't possibly care enough about this character yeah. by themselves. Right. We so need we're going to throw an unborn child into the situation. Mm -hmm. So that we will care about this woman and what happens to her. Yep. I mean, it's a shortcut, but it's a shortcut that works. Yeah. Yeah. She does give him some shit, though, about bringing a kid into the world with a zombie deadbeat dad. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> and they talk about the alternative, because you can't say abortion in a movie in the 80s, and dismiss it, and then bone. Because, hey. You can't get pregnant twice. <laughs> and nothing makes you feel sexier than being in your first trimester of a pregnancy. <laughs> I will once again <laughs> defer to you on that. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> what is she thinking? Fuck that. <laughs> we cut to some randos who are probably about to die. And sure enough, dad gets got while the kid watches. Oh, yeah. This whole thing was bonkers. Like, what drives me crazy about this scene? is the music after the dad dies sounds like a group of like fourth grade students with recorders trying to play the sound of silence there's so many things about this scene that like the monster mm -hmm. i mean the monster is, is the a monster thing. the dad like in the phone booth whining at the uncle or whatever about being lost and then this monster just grabs him and drags him away oh i hope that sound couldn't be heard nope i didn't hear okay. nothing it's like why would you not go for the kid <laughs> that one's smaller and easier to drag away like i don't know actually i think you go for the adult because oh so they're cannibals right oh, yeah okay we, we know this from the title of the film mm -hmm. so the dad is dinner so uh, maybe you're going for kid, kid is just quantity a snack. Yeah, yeah yeah okay okay i don't know i would think you'd go for the adults because well as we learn later it is a spreadable condition mm. yeah they did not explore that enough either by the way they did not <laughs> have a lot of questions about chud too yeah after the most recent murder, Captain Bosch. I'm the Bosch von Ronsenberg. He's had enough. He tells Chief O'Brien. Torment pants. To get the NRC ready because he's going to expose their cover up. Uh-huh. And it's the 80s. So this is a meeting that could have been an email. And fuck, I want to read that email. <laughs> I want to be <laughs> on this email chain. But email doesn't exist yet. 
Uh, so we get a bunch of old white dudes not accepting responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's good to see that's at least consistent. Yeah. The Reverend AJ. Yeah, he gets uh, taken to this meeting for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, threatens to go to the media if the cops don't. They finally own up. The EPA is storing nuclear waste in New York City because those damn courts won't let them take it out. Here's that why again. <laughs> <laughs> so they sued the city about not transporting nuclear materials through, but they had already brought them in. So they just got stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is the 80s and they are in New York. So the Ghostbusters are an option here that they chose not to explore. Yeah, that's a big disappointment. Yeah, that could have made this movie. This crossover opportunity. Almost watchable, perhaps. <laughs> and the EPA can still be the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so convenient. Uh, I love that. Shepard decides to leave this meeting in a huff mm-hmm. without the without the cop. So yes. he can easily be tailed by the by big government. And that's and, going to co- turn out badly. Yeah. And there's a point where the agent and AJ are staring down. And it's just like, I want to just like, I put my hands up to the screen and like on the backs of their heads, just like now kiss. Because they're just like <laughs> staring at each thing? other. Now, kids. Right. Big five from that. Yep, yep. Wasn't just you. So, after this, NRC is going to go underground and investigate. We're (laughs) at like the 48 minute mark. So, I know we've got way too much movie for this to be the end. Yeah. Bosch wants to send his guys with them, but they keep trying to refuse that. Mm -hmm. And too bad. Bosch has a bunch of people show up with flamethrowers anyway. Right. (laughs) And again, why does the police department in New York in the 80s have flamethrowers? Yeah, I mean, I know why now, because escalation and cops need toys and we're in a police state. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't given them all that money yet. It's like war on drugs is just getting started. If the fire department has to do controlled burns for some reason, I suppose I can understand that. But that still at least requires a requisition from them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I've got everyone shows up in their like outfits to get down there. And I got I got some problems here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The NRC agents helmets are literally just cat crates. Yes. They've even got the like open stuff on the side. (laughs) It's like it's not doing anything. And I love that the. The NRC is, you know, like got their radiation suits on and we send the cops mm-hmm. down in what? Quilted armor. Yeah. With flamethrowers. <laughs> doesn't we... even look like it's flame retardant clothing. It looks like it's padded and just going to burn really nicely, actually. I, I, having a physicist for a father, I know more about radiation than I probably should or is good for mm-hmm. me. And it doesn't work this way at all. <laughs> <laughs> man don't yep. don't get your radiation facts from movies anybody it's true any any movies or your flamethrower facts these things are fucking ridiculous yeah they look like they're about to be on sale from bad dragon it was not a good look <laughs> dear listener if you don't get that joke don't google it so <laughs> <laughs> to throw that out there for you you'll be happier anyways the cops and scientists are all dead oh uh, yep. Video video cuts off. Yep. Don't know what happened. George comes back to his studio and figures it was raided by the police. So he calls the journalist 
who we find is Discount Patrick Duffy. Mm-hmm. And he well, is. this guy kind of showed up a little bit in, in some of he the did. earlier scenes with the cops. He was like hanging around in the, I think in the first scene, like, hey, what's going on? And they tell him nothing. And he's like, it's never nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can tell by the way he holds this gun that he has totally held an actual gun in his life before. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. They decide they're going to flood the tunnels with natural gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NRC does because that's they found one dead and that's how it died. There was a gas leak. Yeah. So just like, oh, we're just going to fill all of these underground tunnels in New York with, with natural, natural gas. gas. That What's is the not, worst that could happen. Not explosive at all. No. It'll be fine. <laughs> Reverend AJ is down, stuck in the sewers from a government agent who trapped him down there. And he finds the hive. Yeah, he shouldn't have left that meeting alone. He finds all four of them and is a dumbass and gets noticed. Uh-huh. Lauren, meanwhile, back at home, opens the sewer solely so she can drop something in it. And <laughs> finds why, the why, uh, captain's why? dead dog. Puppy Von Bosch. I'm Captain Bosch. Oh, yeah, that was that was super sad. And almost was, unnecessary at this point. I would argue that was completely unnecessary. <laughs> I was not happy about that. I did yeah. not check this movie on doesthedogdie.com. Oh, yeah. Should have. Yeah. If it's not on there, we need to. Actually, I should check. Yeah, I should make a note. Make sure we add it. Yeah. Uh, That's they... our one contribution to society. <laughs> if this podcast does nothing else, <laughs> it's make sure Chud gets on. It does the dog die.com. <laughs> there we go important it's god's work really yeah after this we go cut to the captain and our commander at the bay Mm -hmm. yep and And uh they found a severed head just a severed head yeah what a choice Mm, yeah why (laughs) shock value (laughs) yeah and uh commander sinclair has to drag Captain Bosch. I'm Captain Bosch von Ronsenberg of Dalmaska. Away from the severed head because it turns out it's Bosch's wife. Yeah. And how nobody figured that out before Bosch got there. I guess they don't have company Christmas party, he said. This precinct. They've mm-hmm. never met Mrs. Bosch. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, so this is where I clocked Commander Sinclair was. Yeah. Right here. Yeah, when they go to and the I, bar after. I think, yeah. like, right as he's dragging him away, he may have a line. But it's off screen, so I can't tell for sure if that's Michael O'Hare or not. But If you don't have enough lines, you don't get an SGA credit. Oh, okay. So he must have must have had at least one, right? Yeah. So maybe yeah. that was him. But I, I thought uh, he, looked, he looked good. I mean, we don't, we don't see him for another how many years in Babylon 5. So if, Decade, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, he's younger. Yeah. Obviously. But yeah, I mean, this good. was like at the, some of the peak of his stage career, too. Like he was doing uh-huh. lots of shows on Broadway at this time. And we really did try to find those instead, listener. I tried so hard to find <laughs> a recording of a few good men with him in it, and I could not. This was the best we could do. I really would have much rather watched anything, literally anything else. <laughs> but here we are. And here Lauren is, who doesn't lock anything up in the basement. Mm-mm. Even after she found a dead dog in the sewer. 
Right. She she goes to call the police, tell them mm-hmm. about this dead dog, but didn't and secure anything before she left. No. So she goes upstairs to take a shower. Oh God, this was also unnecessary. Speaking of unnecessary. So <laughs> I have I have thoughts about this scene because I feel like the only reason that this scene makes any sense to me for why what happens happens is this is i'm guessing an attempt at trying to do an artistic statement about abortion you think so so she's in the shower uh-huh she feels real dirty right uh-huh. whatever from seeing the dead dog and yeah. something has stuck in the drain to stop water from coming out or draining down uh-huh so she grabs a coat hanger i did catch that yeah mm-hmm. shoves it down there <laughs> pulls it out and gets sprayed with blood like i don't know what else you'd be trying to make an illusion to yeah um yeah, yeah. i don't it know was... what you're trying to say either though exactly well i mean <laughs> why yeah uh, once again but yeah it's just uh yeah yeah that scene was and then we get John Goodman. Over the line! Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder He's the... if our listening audience hears me do things like that and thinks that it was like a bad edit or something or like I took something out or there was a no, long pause. Yeah. No, I just non sequitur will do that. <laughs> Listener, I promise. You're like, oh yeah, like uh, in all your episodes, there's always these times Jafar will say one thing and then immediately change topic and change tone and go yeah. into something else. I promise that's just how I talk. <laughs> I don't know what more needs to be said about that scene, so I'm I'm allow yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just on. I really want to move on from that scene. Yeah, to John Goodman, who is the yeah. light of this movie. The, <laughs> He's the in a best diner. Acting. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Oh. <sighs> um, he and the cop buddy are sexually harassing the waitress. Yeah, just what you'd expect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, it's all light and light, funny sexual harassment giggles until some chuds show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think everyone is murdered. There's a bunch of murder. Yeah. <laughs> the chuds eat everyone. There's a bunch of murder. And then we go back down to the sewers and we find Victor, who was the guy who was bit earlier in the movie, who is now trans actively transforming into a chud yeah they're zombies they're not just cannibals yeah zombies that was just like that's the only moment of that that we get george and shepherd have shown up down there they found victor he Mm -hmm. is clearly going zombie uh george shoots victor Mm -hmm. then victor's sister shows up yeah and she's very upset that he's been murdered, even though he is clearly a chud, becoming a chud. Yeah. And then Shepard just pushes her, just right. gives her a shove, and she's just gone. That's it. That's her for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yep. There is an alternate version of this that is the Dear Sister sketch from SNL making fun of the OC. What you say? Uh, the NRC and the cops set up a perimeter. They shut down the subways and they tell New York that they're filling the subways with gas. And everyone's just fine with this. Yeah. Oh, I'm not <laughs> down there. 
Get the yeah. hell out. <laughs> that definitely can't explode. Yeah. Um after this we have uh the uh the home chud invasion with Lauren. Mm-hmm. So she's got this chud trying to break down her door. The cops that she called about the dog in the sewer show up and i could Mm -hmm. not tell if michael o'hare was one of these cops i really wanted him to be one of these cops because they get chudded (laughs) you're the most hideous fucking chud i've ever met check your basement and your bathroom i'm captain bosch that's exactly what i have written in my notes (laughs) there it is get chudded (laughs) thank you um that's gonna be a verb for me now yeah, chutted. Chutted. We're going to find ways to use that in my daily life. I'm sure life. We'll, we'll use it in pod at least one other point. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Somebody's going to get chutted in down below. Oh, yeah, that's going <laughs> to happen. Um, <laughs> after this, we get a scene of Captain Bosch in the passenger seat of a cop car smoking a cigarette. And this scene is my 2020-2021. You are Captain like, Bosch. I'm, I'm Captain Bosch. Captain Bosch. <laughs> passenger seat of a cop car just smoking that cigarette yep felt it in my bones (laughs) but uh going through some uh additional paperwork here we find that chud has another meaning yeah they're not going through paperwork it's they find the uh the stores um yeah george and george and shepherd find the boxes underground that don't say cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers contamination hazard urban disposal the plan was always to hide it in a city. <laughs> yes. Why would you? Wh- why? 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 Why would you think that this was a good idea? Like, I'm just going to hide it under this place where millions of people live, and some of them live underground. There's chunks of this country where no one lives. Go uh-huh. throw it in the fucking desert somewhere. Yep. No one's going to find it. Yep. It'll just be out there. <laughs> Why would you just plan to keep it in the city? <laughs> and George and AJ find that evidence. The EPA is the bad guy the whole time. Boo regulation. Yay, free markets. Earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough. I get the point. Is this where they find also the headset? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They find the headset. <laughs> they find the headset. On the severed head, low-hanging fruit. They find the video, right, right, and they uh, they decide to start broadcasting right there, but without you know mm-hmm. confirming they have functioning equipment or knowing where the broadcast is going. Yep, George is so freaked out in this moment. Right before they broadcast, AJ has to tackle him, and he really he really comes in, centers him, and acts as his second his advisor. His chudich. Hey, I'm your chudich. There's a title right there. <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of myself for that joke. Bravo. <laughs> so we cut back to Lauren, and she gets bit. That mm-hmm. baby is a chud now. Y- you wonder, yeah. Uh, that has to be the yeah. sequel, right? But the chud? Like, that has to be the sequel is her baby. I... I, I have done no research, listener. So if this is actually what the plot is, I'm I'm sorry. I I guess I have no intention of doing any research. <laughs> nope. 
if you've seen Chud 2 and I happen to be correct, I, and that was the twist ending, email yeah. me for my own personal gratification, whoareub5 at gmail.com. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm, there's no way in hell I'm watching you, Chud You spent too much of your life on Chud already. <laughs> right. <laughs> not just watching Chud, but pausing Chud and making notes on Chud. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is this was our reward for doing believers. Chad <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ch- was our reward. It's <laughs> our reward episode. You're right. Yep. We find out beheading works to kill a Chud. That's good uh-huh. to know. Yep. After this, we get the giant end of the movie confrontation. Yeah. With a whole bunch more whys. Whys. So many whys. Bosch. I'm the Bosch von Rotzenberg. Confronts the NRC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the NRC happens to just pick the right manhole to park the car on top of. To yeah, to of keep our manholes, our other protagonists from escaping. Um, he won the manhole lottery. Uh, Captain Bosch our gets Captain shot. Bosch. Yeah, straight murdered. Dude is like he went down. I'm just like, oh shit, Bosch is dead. <laughs> but you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. The government agent decides he wants to get a few stars in his GTA run and just starts running people over, oh, just trying, yeah. to, trying to get them before he gets shot and then gratuitously explodes. <laughs> just if you shoot a car in the engine block, it is not exploding. <laughs> that's, that's not how that works. I feel like from for what a number I, of reasons. Yeah, I feel like from what I've read and heard about the ford pinto it's it's the gas tank that's really the problem there right the gas tank can be a problem <laughs> if fired upon but even then most of the time that's just going to leak mm-hmm. and engines can't operate facing any other direction than the one that they're installed in mm-hmm. uh the gravity is always an integral part of engine design so an engine if a car is turned sideways and there's a leak a car will not explode. This car is not turned sideways. It just explodes for no reason. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it was filled with explosives and they were on a timer. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> it's like there's a props department involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it explodes and then, uh, oh, hey, Bosch lives. Yeah. And that's the movie. When AJ comes up to Bosch. <laughs> I'm Captain Bosch von Rotzenberg of Dalmaska. And he's like, Good job, or whatever. I was. I also had that moment where I was like, "Okay." Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently Shepard uh, felt comfortable enough to stick Bosch's gun back in his pants. Because I feel like at the scene, he's got the gun in his belt yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Like, okay, that's a good call out. All right, <laughs> cool. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah and that's chud everyone that's and we leave it on that kind of that cliffhanger like yeah well there's a sequel that we're not gonna want i'm not gonna no no i'm not gonna say you couldn't pay me to watch it because you very much could but the amount of money required is gonna probably be four digits (laughs) (laughs) that exceeds any possible patreon yeah right <laughs> that's what it's going to take listener yeah um yeah and you don't want to hear me you don't want to no one wants this no one 
no one wants us to watch Chud 2. We make these jokes, but it's going to be, we're going to be in season five and not have anything to do and just looking at Chud 2. And just be like, yep, it's <laughs> in time. In three or four years, we'll have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally time to watch Chud 2. Uh, it's never going to be time. But next week, we'll be back with a normal episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch season one, episode 12 of Babylon 5 Survivors. Garibaldi is falsely accused of sabotaging a new construction site aboard Babylon 5. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we should thank Jeremy Siegel for providing our theme music, who, if you want to revoke it after we this episode, I get it. <laughs> but you can go listen to his music at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. And I would also like to throw a shout out to my friend Beth's podcast, which by the time this airs should be out to listen to. About half of my jokes this episode were from her. She's very funny and uh, agreed to sit through this miserable movie with me. Her podcast is her and her sister doing Star Trek episode reviews. It is Babes with Batleths. Find it on your favorite podcatcher. I really hope it's out by the time this episode airs. I'll be I'll be watching. Yeah. I'll be stalking the the feeds. Check out the Facebook page. I assume we will give them a shout out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And of course, thanks to Angry Duck Time Machine for our portraits that we use on our artwork. Yes, thank you. Uh, Instagram is where you can find him. Thank you, Internet. See you next week. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's chud. (laughs) I'm never saying that again. (laughs) 